Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Jew Podcast, where we dive deep into Torah and Judaism to uncover its hidden beauty. Come join us as we take a closer look and breathe new life into traditional Jewish ideas. And now, here's your host, Rabbi Moshe Siegel. Hello, and welcome to episode 74. One of the most famous Jewish dictums is Ve'ahavta l'reacha kamocha. Love your neighbor as yourself. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. This verse is so significant that the Medrash quotes a statement from Rabbi Akiva, one of the greatest Torah scholars of all time, saying, Ve'ahavta l'reacha kamocha ze klal gadol batorah. This verse of loving your neighbor as yourself is a great rule of the Torah. So clearly it's a very meaningful verse. And in today's episode, I want to analyze it and discover how the classic commentaries understand it, as well as look at the deeper meaning behind it. On a simple level, this mitzvah, unlike most commandments, does not seem to be action-based. Rather, it's defining the general emotional state we should have towards our fellow Jews, and it's stating we should love them emotionally to the same extent we love ourselves. And in fact, the Rambam, or in English Maimonides, in his book of mitzvahs, explains this commandment, and he writes, quote, God commanded each of us to love each other just like we love ourselves. And our love and compassion towards our brother should be like our love and compassion towards ourselves regarding his money, his welfare, and everything he has. End quote. So seemingly Maimonides understands the verse at face value, obligating us to emotionally love our fellow Jew equally to ourselves. Now the Ramban, or Nachmanides, is bothered by this understanding, and he has a few questions on it. Firstly, he writes, it's impossible. There is no way you can love someone the same way you love yourself. How would that even play out? If you buy yourself a car, take out a mortgage for a house, do I have to do that for every other Jew because I would do it for myself? Do I have to buy them their groceries as well? Is it possible to expect me to take care of the needs of every other Jew to the same extent that I take care of myself? Impossible, says Nachmanides. The second question Nachmanides asks is a more textual question from another verse in Leviticus based on the understanding of a passage in the Talmud. The Talmud can be found in Bava Metzia 62a. And the Talmud is discussing two people that are lost in a desert. One of them has water, but he only has enough for one person to drink and get back to civilization, not enough for two. So the Talmud discusses what should he do. Should he split it and they'll each survive a little bit longer, but neither one of them will be able to survive enough to get back to civilization? Or should he drink it himself and survive? The Talmud brings the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, who quotes a verse in Leviticus in chapter 25 that says, imach, And your brother shall live with you. Which Rabbi Akiva interprets that first you have to stay alive, and then only after that your brother shall live with you. So we see clearly, says Rabbi Akiva, that your life takes priority to his. And therefore he rules, you should drink the water and keep yourself alive. Now the issue with this is that this is the very same Rabbi Akiva that the Medrash quoted in the beginning that said, loving your neighbor as yourself is a great principle of the Torah. So Nachmanides asks, what happened to the golden rule? 
In Leviticus chapter 19, Rabbi Akiva teaches us to treat each Jew equal to ourselves. And now, based on Leviticus chapter 25, the same Rabbi Akiva is telling us to prioritize ourselves over our fellow Jew. Based on these two questions, Nachmanides argues on Maimonides and says an alternative understanding in the mitzvah of loving your neighbor as yourself. He says, The Torah never intended to obligate us to love our fellow Jew to the same extent that we love ourselves. Rather, the Torah is commanding us to love our fellow Jew in regards to all of the same ways that we do that for ourselves, but not to the same extent within those ways. So when the verse says, you should love your neighbor kamocha, like yourself, what the verse means is just like we desire our own financial success, our own academic success, our own health, etc., and all the various things we take care of for ourselves, so too we should desire those same successes in our neighbors and in our fellow Jews. But the Torah was never discussing to what extent. And in terms of extent, Nachmanides explains, we actually have to prioritize ourselves to our fellow Jew, which is what the Talmud in Bab Metziah, discussing that case of limited water in the desert, is teaching us. Nachmanides further supports his position with an interesting grammatical comparison between the obligation of loving your fellow Jew and loving God. In the Shema, when we say, You shall love Hashem your God, we say, Ve'ahavta es Hashem elokecha. However, in our verse regarding loving your fellow Jew, it says, Ve'ahavta le'reyacha kamocha. It doesn't say, Ve'ahavta es reyacha. Le'reyacha implies you should love towards your neighbor, which Nachmanides explains you should have loving feeling towards him, but not that you should love him equal to yourself. As opposed to by God, where it writes, Es Hashem Elokecha, you should love God himself, like the verse continues and explains, you have to give up all your money, you have to even give up your own life for God. So it actually is a higher level of love towards God. And regarding your fellow Jew, you have to desire and want all of the best things for him, just like you want those for yourself. So the question now becomes, how would Maimonides resolve Nachmanides' question? Maimonides, like we mentioned, goes with the classic interpretation that the verse is obligating us to love our neighbor to the same extent that we love ourselves. So we now have these two questions. First off, how is it possible? Second off, what do we do with the verse in Leviticus 25, which seems to imply that your life does take priority, first take care of yourself, and only afterwards make sure your brother is okay with you. So let's begin with the second question. How can we resolve the case of the Talmud where two people are traveling in a desert and there's only enough water for one of them, in which the same Rabbi Akiva teaches us to prioritize our own life with this verse of loving your neighbor equal to yourself? So the great Hassam Sofer, Rabbi Moshe Sofer of Hamburg, a leading 18th century sage, suggests that the command to love your neighbor to the same extent you love yourself is only referring to spiritual matters, while the verse that prioritizes your life over your fellow Jews is referring to physical matters. So according to Rabbi Sofer, the Talmud which was discussing drinking water to keep yourself alive was applying the principle of prioritizing your life over a different Jew's life because it was a decision about your physicality. But if it would be a question about a mitzvah, such as Torah study, the Chassam Sofer rules 
that you would have to prioritize your fellow Jew, even if it means giving up of your own Torah studies or lowering your level of study. Interestingly, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein disagrees with this approach, and he brings many proofs that even regarding spirituality, one's own growth does take priority over his fellow Jews. And there's really no difference between physicality and spirituality. We always prioritize our own needs before taking care of our friends. So now we're back to the question, how does that jive with loving your neighbor as yourself? So by Feinstein answers this very simply, and he says that we are obligated to love our neighbor as ourselves only after our basic needs are met. Once we are taken care of on a basic level, then yes, we have to love our neighbor to the same extent we love ourselves. But it was never intended to love your neighbor at the cost of your own basic needs. So again, the Talmud that's discussing keeping yourself alive, drinking water to get yourself back to civilization, that you're allowed to prioritize yourself because that's a basic need to keep yourself alive. So let's do a quick recap of the various opinions, and then I'll end with one final idea. We began by quoting a debate between two great sages, the Rambam and the Ramban, Maimonides and Nachmanides, regarding how to interpret the verse of the golden rule, love your neighbor as yourself. Maimonides seems to understand it as an obligation to love your fellow Jew to the same extent you love yourself. Nachmanides doesn't like this understanding as he feels it was A, too difficult for the Torah to demand this, as well as B, it contradicts another verse in Leviticus, as explained by the Talmud, that one's life in fact does take priority over a fellow Jew's life. And therefore, Nachmanides explains that the Torah never intended to tell you the extent of how much to love your neighbor. Rather, the Torah was just saying that in all areas of life, you should desire the best for him or her and harbor no anger or jealousy towards them in any area. We then asked, how would Maimonides explain the verse that prioritizes one's own life? And we suggested two potential answers. The Chassam Sofer distinguishes between physical needs and spiritual needs. While Rabbi Feinstein explained that regarding our basic needs, we prioritize ourselves, but once those are met, we must view our fellow Jew as equal. Now the last point I want to add is the other question that Nachmanides posed. How is it possible? How does the Rambam understand, how does anyone understand that the Torah requires us to care about someone else as much as we care about ourselves? So the Holy Baal Shem Tov, who was the great founder of the Hasidic movement, writes an amazing explanation that I think we may be able to use to answer this question. He writes that the meaning of Ahavta l'reacha kamocha, the meaning of loving your fellow Jew like yourself, means just like when you do something wrong, you don't hate yourself because of that. You might be upset about what you did, but you still view yourself in an overall positive light. So too by your friend, if you see him or her doing something wrong, don't hate the person. Rather, just like by yourself, continue to love them and just dislike the action that they did. And then he adds four powerful words. Ki be'emes hakol echad. Because in reality, you both really are one. The Holy Baal Shem Tov is teaching us that every Jew is really part of a greater entity called the Jewish nation. When we recognize that every other Jew is so interconnected with us, so a part of the same universal mission and journey that we're on, we're essentially just two parts 
of the same whole, then I'll naturally extend to him or her that same graciousness and love that I give myself. I'll continue to love them and view them positively even when I see them making mistakes. This, I think, might be the answer for Maimonides as well. Nachmanides asked, How is it possible to love your neighbor as yourself? Perhaps we can answer along the lines of the Baal Shem Tov that when you view your neighbor as yourself, you'll love him as yourself. When you recognize you're both two holy souls emanating from the same Creator and that he or she is in this world for the same ultimate purpose of elevating it and making it into a more godly place, through that recognition and internal focus, you can actually come to loving your neighbor and seeing the positivity in them the same way you see that in yourself. This concludes this week's episode, and as always, feel free to reach out to me with any questions or comments. Until next time, have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Jew Podcast and for taking the time to study Torah and deepen your connection to Judaism. If you found value in today's episode, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic requests for Rabbi Moshe, please email the Thinking Jew Podcast at gmail.com or visit thethinkingjew.com.